Mic check one two on two. This is backyard conversations. How you doing, Timmy? I'm doing all good today. How you doing? Which one am I going by? Backyard conversations. What am I going by? Oh, uh, a G. A G. All right. All right, G. Let's get started. Let's do it. Hey, welcome to Backyard Conversations. Uh, this is a show where we're going to be talking about news, technology, culture, and entertainment. I'm going to be uh, hosting this with Tammy. Tammy, say what's up. It was good, everyone. First trial. I know it's our first uh, show, so let's see how it goes. Yeah, we're just going to get right into it because we're going to be mostly just conversing. It's going to be laid back, uh, conversational type podcast. And we hope you guys like it and come back a second time. So we're going to start off with some news and the headlines. Uh, this is mostly going to be about news that you've heard about like in the past week or a couple of weeks. It's not going to be exactly breaking news. Uh, there's many other podcasts that do that. So um, first, we're going to talk about tech and how it's really a nightmare for people to lay their hands on a on a gaming console from the next gen. Crazy, crazy right now going on the PlayStation especially. like Yeah. I tried this morning to get one. <laughs> I mean, thankfully for me, I got one uh, last Christmas and it was really a hassle. And ever since, like, I haven't had anybody I knew personally who actually laid their hands on one console. Yeah, I feel like obviously it was, it was a lot more easy to get right at the beginning if you actually put effort into it. Yeah. That time I thought, you know what, forget it. Like, it will come out soon. I'll just buy it then and to rush in and get in yeah. there. And then I am, I'm here now, right? man <laughs> see and and, and uh you know you know guys who buy with bots and the scalpers they really cashed out in the beginning um i was selling it like what 100 percent increase yep yeah people start buying playstations for a thousand dollars it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy out there in the streets it really is i actually do have a friend who now i think is regretting selling his ps5 because he got one and he sold it for profit and now he just can't even lay his hands on the console Oh man, he can sleep with his profit, right? At least he can take solace <laughs> in the fact that he's made money. They made money. Because we ain't made no money, we ain't got no PlayStation. Yeah. We ain't played no FIFA, you know. <laughs> <laughs> here. Well, honestly, uh, the experience has been, I wouldn't say necessarily next gen for me. I feel like more titles will come out on the PS5 that will make it worthwhile. But for now, it's mostly just FIFA and it just looks prettier. Nothing mm. has really changed much. Yeah, I feel like maybe a lot of action games, that sort of thing, where the graphic interface is a lot better. Yeah. Example, but I feel like in terms of FIFA, um, I mean, there isn't really that much you can change, right? You can change, like, the way the you know players look, the way the managers look, that sort of thing. But yeah. at the end of the day, FIFA is a game where you actually want to play the game. You're not focusing so much on, oh, he looks so much like Neymar. Yeah. Life, you know what I mean? So yeah. like the gameplay itself is where the focus is. And that's not going to change that much, right? Because there's only so much you can do with it. Man, for me, speaking of FIFA, I'm just waiting for I'm just looking forward, I should say, to to Pez 2022 because that yeah, is my Pez fan and take care. By the way, yeah. there you go. I love Pez so much. I feel like Pez plays like real football as opposed to FIFA. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so the fact that they skipped an entire generation on this next gen just so they could change the game engine and work on a new title changes the game for me. And I'm sure they're gonna do something something really really special. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I hope that they... Because I'll be honest, I started with um, PES as well, right? Because my controls now, when I go to FIFA, I always use alternate, right? Because, like, those are PES controls. So I still switch back and do that. I started with PES and then, obviously, 
switch on to FIFA later on when yeah. FIFA became a better game. <laughs> and and it's not just that, right? The fact that they have the rights so that they have the, the licenses. Uh, yeah, the licenses for the player names for like the stadiums, for the teams. So it makes it like a better experience, right? When you're playing with Barcelona, for example. And I, yeah. don't, I don't think they have Camp New right now though, right? Uh, in FIFA or PES? Yeah, in FIFA. I think no, that's because right now Barcelona is still the official sponsor for PES. Uh, right, so, okay. yeah, so Barcelona, Arsenal, Juventus yeah. are teams that get proper licensing in PES right now. Some of the big, bigger teams. Unfortunately, they also lost Champions League to FIFA, so now they don't even have a Champions League in PES anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they can find a way they can share it to actually make sure there's actual competition, I don't yeah. think it's like, truly fair to like just have just FIFA have everything. Right. And I feel like FIFA has definitely been slacking off over the last few years because yep. like they have a monopoly, essentially, like yeah, essentially in the market, right? So they're not. I don't feel like they're putting in enough work. Like, yeah, they need to improve a lot on some gameplay and some glitches that I see happening here and there. But and I mean, see how it goes. And even the uh, the pay for play, right? How FIFA does a pretty good job, especially in terms of EA, which is a whole different topic we'll talk about some other time, but how they're able to get you to pay for coins, quote unquote, mm. and keep getting you to like, just, you already pay about $80 if, if it's Canadian for, for a title, mm-hmm. and then they still keep making you pay extra charges just so you can enjoy your game, and which kind of sucks. Money, right? like, that's the corporation trying to make money, <laughs> right? Like, at the end yep. of the day, they put in so much money into sponsoring like the actual games, like, you know, EPL and, and things like that, right? Like. You see the name always popping up, EA Sports, EA Sports. Yeah. So um, they want to recuperate those costs and at the same time they want to make money, right, for the company. Oh, definitely. Well. Yeah. I mean, but, I agree. But also, I mean, I, I'm almost certain that you cannot discount the fact that there's going to be greed in this, right? For sure. Because like, these guys make a ton of money already. And just like, you know what? How can we copy this model? I think, I think, I might be wrong, but I think uh, iOS, Apple, and in-app purchases were one of the first to, like, pave the way for this kind of behavior. And and now it's like games just, like, ran away with it. It might not just be the the App Store, but I'm sure in-app purchases weren't a thing until it went really, really crazy on mobile devices. Yeah, probably on mobile devices. And, I mean, back in the day as well, I feel like a lot of, like, PC games. Yeah. like, Like, maybe not necessarily PC, but in terms of, like, online games. So... Um, like I don't know I think it was called RuneScape hmm. if you know that game back in the day it's like you know this world virtual world building games where you, yeah. like, you know, attack other players and yeah. your own world and that sort of thing I know those guys were making bank and I know a lot of kids back then would play that game Yeah. and for hours like hours of the day at the time and you know kids were even like getting their parents credit cards <laughs> buying buying coins or whatever so they can build like their, their castle or whatever yeah. it is that they build right like interesting so it's, it's crazy it really is, and um, that that goes to show that to circle back to the whole PS Five availability, like it's the familiar titles and maybe Spider Man, you know, Miles Morales that are mm. making, uh, giving you a chance to actually feel this next gen experience because mm. there's really not much going really. Yeah, like I said, like when we're talking about FIFA, for example, like I mean, it doesn't really change, you know that that you know that greatly in the new PlayStation, but like games like you know spider-man yeah those kind of games where like the PlayStation has a lower loading time because I, I watched a couple of videos on youtube and they're like comparing to the <laughs> others where you know you're going through a tunnel for example yeah and you know how in playstation back in the days but let's go let's take it back like let's even go back to playstation one yeah ps1 like, yeah on ps2 <laughs> right and when you're loading you go to, you know when you finish the level and you go to the next one it's like it brings up that little picture and yeah. it's like loading the yeah, yeah. when this game is seamless right Just you're like say you're with Spider-Man you're swinging through the tunnel yeah and crossing your, the page is loading right away you're, right you're continuing on in your game very seamless process and of course the like those games like I said you want to also experience the graphics right yeah so it, looks, 
really good yeah like the whole 3d type of vibe that you're seeing when you're playing that game so like yeah in that in that sense they've done a lot more because obviously it's a more powerful system right yeah but i always believed that playstation 3 was already ahead of its time so yeah it actually didn't really come to the end of its time yet but ps3 right gonna make, yeah yeah obviously companies want to make more money and I what about a ps4 here and there um because so I, I, I actually ps4 is what i meant to say oh okay PSD. so ps4 was ahead of its time because that I, was I, a great machine it really it yeah. really it really is i still have my ps4 you know and it's still for me obviously a console is more about the games right and, mm. P, and apart from ps4 you know the sony uh consoles i think nintendo is the, is the other console that has like a cult following when it comes to game titles like mario zelda breath of the wild and things like that but um oh yeah definitely the, the ps5 has had a, a very strange start but i don't think sony are really complaining because they're cashing out awesome. and uh and you know as soon as new 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 boxes come out they ship them out faster than you can see ps5 yeah, talk about that. Though. I'm going back to Nintendo 64, man. Like, what happened to Nintendo? <laughs> they just fell off the mark. Like, they were like the co- main competitor to PlayStation at first. Yeah. But I guess they didn't modernize fast enough. Like, they didn't get yeah. into CDs. What, what really happened there? I don't really know. For me, I, I think I think Nintendo, for the most part, has always focused more on the the quality of the console than just the power. Like, talking about raw specs, and that is very evident in like the Switch, where they have titles that are more focused on storytelling, the narrative, or or even even the the user experience in the case where playstation and xbox are pushing you towards playing online like in call of duty or whatever switch wants you to hang out with your friends and like play split screen titles mm. so i think they they go more for like hey you know what this is a console where um you can enjoy by yourself or you can enjoy with a group of friends on a friday night and i also think um the the titles as well as the innovation and the hardware talking about how you can dock the switch and then you can also take it with you as a mobile uh gaming device mm. i think it's just priceless so you think also as well like given how the games are set up like the split screens and taking it with you and just the look of the game in general in terms of the graphics of what kind of games because it hasn't changed that much from like say mario in like yeah. 64 like might be geared towards like a younger audience because I don't think there's any hourly games, if any. Oh, there's, a, there's quite a few. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're they slashers, and they're like... Um, oh, as a matter of fact, I'm not sure about Call of Duty, but, you know, it might probably be on there, but I play only Mario on the Switch, and I've been trying to get into uh, Breath of the Wild because I've heard so many things about it, but um, I know it's a pretty good game. But, yeah, they, they, they really do try and cater to, like, hardcore gamers and entry-level gamers, mm. but it, it really, really depends on how much time you're willing to commit as opposed to, like, you know um playstation plus and and uh, xbox live which is more about yeah 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 stay in your bedroom and play with somebody across the world it's, it's okay <laughs> yeah it's fair same. but i mean that's probably why they're big news right now right in this covid world that we're living in mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. we're not really able to you know meet up with people yep or hang out together so maybe breaking the bank that way but i'm not sure what it is is there still so like i mean you're more of a switch guy you know more about switch than i do right um barely so, <laughs> <laughs> but like what, what do you know about like online gaming in that world like in um, Nintendo Switch world? yeah i really don't think it's one of those things that compares even remotely to Is like there a lot of games like they're online where you can play other people they really it? are they have their own version of um you know playstation plus and xbox live mm. i forget what it's called is nintendo something I, I i never got on it yeah. but it it does allow you play pretty much any title that supports multiplayer 
mm. play it remotely. So, do you know it, if it's a paid subscription or? Yeah, you pay just like everybody yeah, else. Okay. I remember when Sony came out, it was for free. Yeah. But they noticed that Microsoft was making bank off of charging people for Xbox Live, and they're like, "Well, um, guys, you're gonna have to start paying up for this." <laughs> but yeah, that's the problem when you have monopolies because these guys are basically well, not monopoly, but a dipole where it's like just yeah. both of them, right? Like, yeah, there's really no real competitor to Sony or uh, oh, Microsoft. Microsoft oh no no but that's a fun fact though during COVID the Switch outsold both of them yeah but they're not so I feel like even people that have Switches might have like a Playstation as well oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah so in terms of like hardcore gamers like it's not a real competitor right yeah so people will be like I guess I'll, I'll put it like like iOS versus um, Android right yeah it's like those are the two biggest mobile platforms so yeah. you either go in one of the two obviously they're still um well, Microsoft stopped making theirs because they aren't making any money. I know what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one's really doing it. But there's other like smaller platforms. There used to be Palm OS. I think so. it just died, and yeah, <laughs> even BlackBerry OS yeah. is gone. So in that essence, it's basically two giants like Microsoft versus Sony, right? Yeah. So I feel like if there are more competitors, then you might see more competition, better gaming. But at the same time, as well, you kind of want people to have the same console so that way there's more connectivity. Oh yeah. You know, so you can play with yourselves, like play your friend across the. And I think they're actually working on having a Sony um, Microsoft interplay, no? Yeah, they had a merge, not like a merger, but they had a bit of agreement some uh, recently to focus on cloud gaming. Yeah. And I think that's just going to encourage cross-play, right? So mm-hmm. regardless of what console you're on, you know, you can play versus, um, which, is, which is really interesting to actually see Sony and Microsoft come together to work in a space where they are heavily competitive yeah. against each other. Yeah. yeah um, sure. It would be interesting to see how COVID has also affected entertainment in general, not just like games, right? Because I know for gaming, people can stay indoors now and just game from morning mm. till night or whatever. But what about what about films, music, TV? Have you been watching a lot more TV? Um, I think, yeah, for sure. Because like I'm not out, you know, you're not out in the streets. And, you know, so definitely more TV shows, um, especially if mm-hmm. not as many movies, because obviously they're not releasing as many movies. Um, just cause COVID, like acting, whatever, right? But definitely, definitely more TV. Um, I'm trying to think that maybe in terms of music, I'm not too sure. Like, I feel like maybe I do listen to more music cause like now I'm working at home. So I just play music on my speakers while I'm working. Yeah. As opposed to when you're in the office, you're probably not, you know, playing music, right? So in that sense, I might be consuming more music, but I guess music has been affected in terms of like concerts, for example. No one's going yeah. to, there's no concerts, so there's no music festivals, there's yeah. none of that. And in terms of movies as well, like in theaters, they're not making as many, and the theaters are barely, they're not capacity, like yeah. they're definitely losing some money there, right? So, I mean, it's some areas they've gained, like, you know, I'm guessing, I haven't looked at the numbers yet, but I'm guessing, you know, subscriptions have gone up, right? A lot of people subscribe to Disney Plus, like, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Or Crave, HBO, that sort of thing. Yeah. And probably Netflix also increased their subscribers, right? Um, so in that, you know, in that aspect, there's gains. But everything else, I feel like, is a loss um, over the last year. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think with you and music, I'm the same. Except I discovered an app uh, during Christmas called Marvis, which is a music player. And it was on sale for, like, a dollar. So I bought it. I think it's usually maybe three dollars or whatever and basically what this app does is it goes through your music library and reminds you of songs that you haven't listened to in a while that maybe you used to listen to 
Mm. And he does a great job of like giving you this nostalgic effect. And I'm just here listening to songs. I'm like, oh my goodness. And it curates it very nicely for you. And it even shuffles in some cases if you wanted to. Um, and that has really helped me rediscover music I love. And, and also in terms of like working from home, I find that sometimes to try and focus instead of just listening to like beats or whatever, when I'm working, I listen to like film soundtracks, like film scores. And okay. I'm so amazed by how it affects how I work. Like I'm just there working and then the the score from like the Godfather comes up or from like Pixar so or from you know up you know from Pixar like it's it's so random and you'd be amazed how much movie soundtrack you know because it just hits you you're like oh wait this is from that movie and you re- you realize how memorable yeah. these film scores are that's interesting you say that because like I mean I don't listen to it in the same way you do but I've had moments where I'm like oh I want to listen to the soundtrack and I go on like YouTube and go play like for instance I know I was listening to like you said like Game of Thrones soundtrack and like yeah. you know how they have theme songs for like different characters yep. or whatever like Game, yep. Game of Thrones has its actual theme song and like Daenerys has her own theme song for yeah. example right so like I remember listening to because like the the emotion and the and the music right and the sound of listening to that I mean that might be something I'll try out and see yeah. how that goes oh, but I want to know more about this app you're talking about though like um so it says it curates, you know, from your place. Where is it? Are you on Apple Music or what do you use to? Yes. So, so I'm on that? Apple Music. I'm not okay. on Spotify. Okay. Um, thankfully, Spotify is free with ads, obviously. But um, I kind of sort of prefer how Apple Music works for me right now. So I just mm-hmm. I just stuck with it. And so what, what Marvis does is it goes through there. I'm sure it's just a ran- bunch of random if-else statements. Like if you haven't played this song or maybe you favorited this song or you put a star on it like five, seven years ago. And it just plays, you know, I have most played, I have forgotten albums, I have forgotten songs. And it just, and even recently added, like it just puts them together in one mm. place and it just like reminds you of what you used to listen to before. And it does a really good job because you're like, oh my goodness, I don't even remember when last I listened to this song. And mm. it's very nostalgic. It's really good. I think it works for Spotify as well. It just might. I have to look into it. I'm okay. not sure, but it's, it's called Marvis. It's on, the, it's on the App Store. It's pretty good. Um, I'll check that out. See. See what I've been listening to because these days you find when you keep add, adding music, especially in Spotify. Yeah. I don't know about Apple Music. I tend to listen to, you know, what's the most recently added ones. Yeah. As I go down the list, right? So I'll listen to that for a few weeks and then when yeah. I add more music, I'll listen to that. Cause yeah. I, just I don't really um, make a lot of like playlists. So that might be a good idea. So bring up like a song from. Yeah. You know. That'd be really nice. I feel like at some point, um, music, you know, apps and services will do this by default, right? Mm because this app sounds like a feature waiting to happen inside of Spotify or Apple Music or even Pandora, Um, which speaking of Pandora, it is one of my favorite music discovery apps. So my favorite streaming platform obviously right now is Apple Music because I'm paying for it. (laughs) The second favorite will easily be be Pandora because there's so much music discovery that happens for me on Pandora. And it's like, people should get on Pandora more. Mm. I don't know. I feel like Spotify covers it for me as well because like, yeah, we have like discover weekly for example like a yeah. this way thinks you might like some things um brings up new music and puts it in there you can go watch it right? yeah and then it has albums that you, based on what you listen to it's like okay yeah. maybe you might like this so i feel like spotify sort of has like a good coverage like i find new music on spotify every now and then yeah um it just groups things together very nicely so i'm not sure and then another way i actually find music is like youtube mm. you know, youtube is pretty Good, and that's then. the thing youtube's algorithm is so 
I don't know how precise. It's too precise. You can get lost in YouTube. You, you easily like, can get lost in YouTube. Watch one thing and then before you know you just open more tabs. Like, yep. okay, next one, next one, next one. Yep, and yep. Just, it's very addictive. I, I actually do have a friend who one time had to, like, stop going on YouTube because he, he said it was an addiction for him. Um, so, if, yeah, if anyone's listening out there you have a YouTube addiction, yeah, <laughs> seek help. <laughs> Go to a therapist, man. Cause yeah, you'll be finding yourself wasting hours procrastinating on YouTube. Yep, YouTube is probably the number one source of procrastination in the world right now. To be honest, like and and unfinished assignments and tasks. <laughs> exactly, YouTube. but I mean, big up to YouTube what they've done in the last few years. I got to say, like content after content, they just yeah. it's out there. I feel like if they took away streaming services, for example, now you could probably survive on YouTube, mm. especially with a, a lot of the indie shows and like yeah. Um, like, I mean, look at Issa Rae, for example, right? If I go back, like, using her as an example, she had Awkward Black Girl on YouTube. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of actual shows like that on YouTube that you can actually just watch, watch and be entertained, right? Not talk about the various channels with different content, depending yeah. on what you're interested in. Like, whatever you're interested in, like, you will find it on YouTube. For real. I believe if it's cooking, if it's travel, like, whatever, whatever, right? Or even if you're, like, a super villain trying to build your own lair. Trust me, you find that on YouTube as well. So, yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> Oh man, so YouTube is, you know, one of the the sub sections of, of Google slash Alphabet, right? Mm. And they're one of the companies that saw a lot of growth in the past year, uh, in this pandemic and this crazy in this crazy times we're in. Um what other companies do you think uh really, really had a good year and which ones do you think just like were shattered and may never even come back? Mm. Let's go on. Uh, let me think about that. Let's see. So, I mean, companies in logistics are definitely doing well this year. So, okay. if you think about, like, Amazon, for example, I'm mm-hmm. sure that skyrocket. Everyone was ordering online. Mm-hmm. Especially in the first few months when people were just bored and buying things they don't need. Yeah. What about, like, like FedEx and UPS? No? Yeah. FedEx and, like, FedEx and UPS. Those guys. FedEx did really well, actually. Yeah. Um, better than UPS. Um, they only had issues when they announced that they couldn't keep up with some of the deliveries like interesting so they had issues where the stocks dropped a bit but mm-hmm. it was still higher than where they started off so they you know probably did like 100 percent on like in- increase on their on their share price right um so those guys did those guys did well um online stores right uh, you know basically online in the first place i think people that really suffered were like in in-house like you know we had to walk in services yeah um restaurants so those guys took a big hit like, yeah um capacity even when they opened up, the capacity was limited, right? Didn't have as much people. Uh, let's not even go into the nightlife entertainment. <laughs> Those guys are dead. I, I'm not yeah. sure if like, a lot of them can come back. I feel like going forward, yeah. Um, well, maybe the ones that changed their business model and became maybe a bar or a restaurant or something. Like the guys like who, who went the for clubs, pivot, yeah. Um, they might never come back because um, think about it. Like, they've been a year without, unless they also sell crazy insurance, Um you might now see that the restaurants that we have might then evolve to be the nightlife that we might see tomorrow, mm. right? Well said. Um, places Sorry, like, true. let's say maybe Cactus um, in Vancouver here, where they always have DJs, good music, good lighting. You know, at nighttime they have a bar. Yeah. You might see that pick up after the pandemic, right? After we get our vaccines and more people go in there, you know, yeah, and and hanging out as opposed to a traditional nightlife club vibe. Just yeah. Because, I mean. Unless there's going to be some new investors, who knows? Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's that's just really well put because I know a lot of 
um, all these like nightclubs, like they seem completely hopeless at times like this, right? But some other like brick and mortar establishments, a lot of malls and like all these stores that people would normally have to walk into, obviously they all took a hit. But I'm thinking mom and pop shops right now and how some of them were able to like sur- survive and some were able to take their business online with like platforms like Shopify or whatever. Mm. What do you think is the ratio of like the people who were able to at least try and find a way to, to pivot or to take their business online versus those who just like died altogether? I mean, don't involve, don't, if you don't involve, you die, right? So, yeah. Um, I feel like there's still a huge percentage that did not go online because mm-hmm. a lot of people are not open to change and even before they didn't, you know, mm-hmm. want to do anything. But then at the same time, I can't really say what the percentage is. A few people took on like, you know, payments, online payments and tap payments and, you know, things like we, we definitely saw booms in like industries like Uber Eats and Skip the Dishes where mm-hmm. a lot more restaurants have signed up because like this is the only way they can get the food out. Some restaurants right. just closed out together, you know. Yeah. Can, um, bother even going on those those apps. Oh, man. Um, Speaking so. of restaurants, yeah, pro tip, every time your government announces a lockdown, I don't know how long these lockdowns are going to be around for, but like places like Toronto, maybe even Calgary, where ever so often there's always a lockdown because of some kind of spike, hurry up and check your DoorDash or Uber Eats because restaurants don't want food to waste, so they do a lot of promos. <laughs> so that's a pro tip. If you hear a lockdown and you're the kind of person who likes eating out, Check your Uber Eats, check your DoorDash or something, go skip the dishes, there's something waiting for you on there. Okay, say no more. <laughs> we're doing that tonight, because we just had a lockdown, and it's been two weeks now, right? It's been I two mean, weeks, been yeah. Week. I mean, that first week, like, it was crazy, there was a lot of, there was a lot of deals online. Yeah, Because like, <laughs> um, um, then, you know, you don't want to freeze something, you know, you don't want to freeze your beef for, like, two weeks and nobody's buying it. For sure, like... I mean, total industry, total communities have been surviving, and especially restaurants. I don't know about other cities, but places like Vancouver, like you have commercial, commercial roads, for example, right? Yeah. Commercial drive. Yeah. And you have places like Main Street, Mm -hmm. where it's just a bunch of restaurants lining up the whole streets, and like that was the heart of that community. Yep. Like people in the evenings, you know, going out. I wonder how they're doing now. Yeah, I mean, obviously the life there is already, you know, is down because you're not allowed to go sit in anymore unless you have an outside patio and even then numbers will still be reduced right so i mean curious to see how those guys come out of the or at the other end of it right yeah or they might get some help from the government who knows we'll see right but i mean i wish them the best mm-hmm. hopefully things can get back to normal because you know we'd like to see a thriving community again um speaking of community the, the whole world was watching like this past couple of weeks um, about the trial over, you know, George Floyd's murder. And oh, I think that's something that we can close on because it's like a somber note. And the fact that it is really obvious to everybody who saw the video that this man was murdered in the street. Mm-hmm. The fact that there was so much tension as to whether um, the police officer would be charged and found guilty goes to prove how crazy the system is that you can kill somebody on camera and there's still a chance of you getting away with it. Exactly. It's a systematic thing. I've said it time and time again how it doesn't make sense to argue against this because it's happened. Like, this is a system that existed already to oppress black people and, you know, people of color in general. Look at the Mm -hmm. system of apartheid in South Africa, for example. People want to argue there's no racism there today. 
I mean, the UK government released a statement saying there's no systematic racism <laughs> That's in just... the country. That a country that did not go against South Africa because of the money they were making mm. from the trade that they had in this country. They said nothing about apartheid, right? And they're saying it's not systematic. I mean, wasn't it the government institutions that were making those decisions? Yep. Like, come on, man. Like, let's open our eyes and see what's really going on. Like, I don't want to go into it too much right now because yeah. we don't have that much time. Yeah. It leads us at a suitable time. But, I mean, it goes so far back, even in Canada, residential schools, and them going to get getting advice, you know, from the South African government, how they made their system work, when they went mm. to put that into the residential school systems. And just the world in Great Britain, the number one propagator of oppression, right? <laughs> the this colonizer of the world. <laughs> stealing wealth is going to come out and tell me they don't have systematic racism. When till today, yeah, till today, they're still exploiting. Like, come on. Let's yeah. be real about it. But I mean, good look on the verdict. Like, hopefully that can be a start. And hopefully that can send a message to other police officers to be like, you know, you're here to serve and protect the community. You can't get away with things like this. So that way they can, you know, take more care and um, dispensing your duties right. right to the citizens right right definitely um i mean there's this some kind of celebration or whatever about about this verdict um for me it's just a somber moment to really reflect uh mm-hmm. what you know what it's like being this uh different shade of skin in this part of the world it's it's um it could go from uh being ecstatic to like really really frightening and mm. and the fact that regardless of what you're doing you can be in your apartment you could be taking a walk in the park you could be driving your car you could be minding your own business and somebody's just going to come for you just because they don't like how you look and just take you out or uh, maybe because they feel intimidated by you and just trying to mess with you i think it's really unfortunate definitely and um it's, it's really a somber moment. I think we can all reflect on that and, and see how, as a people, we can uh, significantly do better, man. For sure. Like, we need the world to wake up and start moving in a positive direction, for sure. Definitely. All right, we're going to close on that note. Um, rest in peace, George Floyd. And uh, big thank you to everyone who's listened to episode one. Stay tuned because there's going to be a new one coming soon. Again, my name is A to the J, I, a G. And I'm here hanging out with... Tammy Davis. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Have a good one, people. Cheers. Cheers.